The three types of people who hinder a church. Amen. Church is all about service to God. Hallelujah. This is by Dr. Josh, Josh Boyce. Amen. He says some interesting things and I'm like, wow. Thank God for men and women of God who are bold to declare the truth of the word. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go. Amen. Last week, what did we, do we remember what we did last week? We talked about drifting. Remember drifting? Did we check our lives this week to make sure that we weren't drifting? Amen. To make sure. Remember, that's why the word of God comes. Amen. When it comes, you take it. You look at yourself. You examine yourself. And then you make the necessary adjustments. Amen. I said you make the necessary adjustments. Amen. Nobody else can do it for you and I. Amen. So drifting. So we're no longer drifting. Amen. We are close to God. Amen. We are close to his word. Hallelujah. Amen. So we want to look at three kinds or three types of people who hinder the church. So it says, anyone who is a part of a church will encounter immature Christians along the way. Shout a living amen. Oh, come on. Shout a living amen. amen. Anyone who is, is part of a church will encounter immature Christians along the way. Okay? Immature simply means not fully developed. Amen. Amen. Immature simply means having or showing an emotional or intellectual development appropriate to someone younger. Amen. Amen. Immature simply means exhibiting less than an expected degree of maturity. Hallelujah, somebody. So anyone who is part of a church will encounter immature Christians along the way. Somebody says, that is not me. Amen. Somebody say, I am maturing daily. Amen. So we've looked at what immature means. Not fully what developed. Having or showing an emotional or intellectual development appropriate to someone younger. Okay? And exhibiting less than an expected degree of maturity. That's what immature means. So when you tell somebody you're immature, you're behaving immature, you're acting immature, that is what it means. Hallelujah. The person is not fully developed to the fullness of their potential or capacity. Shout a living amen. So the local church, which house of Judah is part of the local church, is God's will for his people. Tell somebody the local church which house of Judah is part of, is God's will for his people. Amen. That is God's will. The local church is God's will for his people. It's important that we understand these things. The church that we are in, our local church is the will of God for his people. Shout a living amen. Shout a living amen. God never saved anyone and sent them on a journey to heaven as a lone ranger. Amen. Amen. God never saved anyone and sent them on a journey to heaven as a lone ranger. Amen. That is all by themselves. Amen. As what? Alone. Hallelujah, somebody. We need the local church as we journey onward. Amen. Let's say that together. I say we need the local church. We need house of Judah as we journey onward. So, we must strive to see the privilege of membership in a local church and come to value it far more than we often do. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. We must strive as a people to see the privilege of membership in a local church 
and come to value somebody say value it far more than we often do amen a lot of times we take church membership for granted we're in church we come to church we go to church no big deal but we are told that we must what strive to see the privilege of membership it's a privilege Membership in a local church is what? A privilege. I know we live in days where anything and everything goes. But membership is what? In, in a local church, it's a privilege. And we have to, we must strive to value it far more than we often do. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, my neighbor, it's such a privilege to be a member of our church. Value it. Say, value it. Value it. Amen. You see why as we go along. It's all about service. Amen. It's all about serving God. Amen. So, within the church, there are many different types of people. Shout amen. Oh, within the church. Come on, come along with me. Amen. This is fun. This is exciting. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Within the church, there are many different types of people. True or false? It's true. Many different types of people. For instance, there are leaders, there are followers, men, women, boys, girls, young, old, rich, not so rich. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Not so rich, white, black, and all other colors in between. Amen. Amen. Along with a multiplicity of other categories. Amen. Basically in the church there are all kinds. Amen. There are what? Why? Because God is a God of all kinds. Amen. Amen. God is a God of what? All kinds. That's why there are all kinds in the church. Amen. Black, white. All the other colors in between. Amen. Amen. Rich. Not so rich. Young, old, boys, girls, children, babies. Amen. 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 So, let's look at the first. You know, we're looking at immature Christians in the church. As we said, three kinds of people who hinder the church. And we meet, uh, it says in the church, we'll encounter immature Christians along the way. Amen. So, immature Christians in the church. So, as we consider the life of the local church, we must become aware of three types of immature Christians in the church. Not outside the church. I mean, you would think that the church would be the, the, uh, uh, a perfect place. But far from it, the church is the worst place to, you know, to expect what? Perfection. Amen. Because we are flawed. Amen. It's only by His grace. Hallelujah. I know these days these day we all feel like, oh, we are so holy. We are so pure. We are so good. We are so amazing. We are so all these things. But trust you and I, without Christ, none, we are none of those things. Hallelujah. I said, without Christ, we are none of those things. Amen. It's important to remember that. Self-righteousness has become such a big hindrance in the life of the church today. Amen. Self-righteousness. And the Bible says that our righteousness are as what? Filthy rags. There's no righteousness that you and I have. Self-righteousness, which is close to what Jehovah says righteousness is. Amen. Amen. So as we consider the life of the local church, we must be aware of three types of immature Christians in the church. This is to enable us to know where we stand and to move forward forcefully in Jesus' name. Amen. 
We must become aware of three types of immature Christians in the church who can bring harm. Okay? They can bring what? Harm upon themselves while at the same time doing harm to the entire church. That's why these things are so important. Okay? Immature Christians can bring harm to themselves. They don't think so, but they are. And then at the same time, they can bring harm to the entire church. Imagine. God's house. God's church. And because we are immature, we bring harm not to ourselves, but to God's church. I said to what? God's church. Now that does not please God. Amen. And being a Christian is all about pleasing God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Look out for such people. And when you identify one in your church, labor and discipleship. Pray for them in order to see them saved. Amen. From such error. It is an error. Amen. It is an error. Amen. It's an error to remain immature when you become born again, especially for a while. Amen. We give the example of children. Look at our children. Look at, you know, you, you not necessarily have a child, but look at children. You know, you expect a certain, from they say between zero and five, there's a certain, uh, uh, what is it? Formative years. And then from five to what? Or six to, is it twelve? We, you expect a certain behavior, isn't it? And then there are teens. We also what? Expect a certain development. Amen. And then on and on and on. Amen. It's just it's the same. When we become born again, Jehovah does not expect us to stay babes forever. He does not expect us to stay, to stay what? Babes forever. We are supposed to grow. Amen. We are supposed to mature. Because when we don't grow, when we don't mature, we bring harm not just to ourselves. Amen. This is important. Not just to ourselves, but to the entire body of Christ. Amen. To the entire church. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first one to look at is the silent critic. Amen. The silent critic. The silent critic. Amen. Please take notes. Take notes. You'll be teaching these things sometimes. Amen. The silent word critic. So, all criticism is not bad. We're not saying no one should criticize anybody. Amen. But all criticism is not bad. We can learn from healthy critique. Amen. We can learn from what? Healthy critique. Amen. But when we consider the way that certain people offer critique within the life of the church, it's far from constructive. Amen. Are we here? Are we in the house? Are we online? Are we hearing the word? Are we listening to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to His church? Amen. Criticism, all criticism is not bad. We can learn from healthy critique, but when we consider there's a way to, con- to criticize which is constructive, and there's a way to criticize which is what? Destructive. And when we consider the way that certain people offer critique within the life of the church, it's far from what? Constructive. The silent critic offers smiles in the hallway and seems to be content in the public eye of the church. However, behind the scenes, the silent critic speaks with a voice that creates division, diminishes trust for leadership, and causes people to doubt the direction of the church as a whole. Remember, this is Dr. Josh Boyd, and I'm just kind of just studying and reading and, and, and asking the Holy Spirit what he will have for us, especially in the day and times in which we are living. The end times are upon us. Amen. And the Bible says that if it were possible, the very elect, we looked at that last week, the very elect will be what? Deceived. 
And it's unbelievable to see the level of deception. The Bible says, let him that what thinketh he standeth what take heed lest he falls. Amen. That is why the word of God comes. Amen. To wake us up. Hallelujah. To make sure that we are still on the straight and narrow. Somebody shout a living amen. 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 So, the silent critic speaks with a voice that creates division. Okay? Among the, the flock. It, it diminishes trust for leadership, you know. A person, why would you be in the church and create uh, um, uh, uh, division in the church? And, 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 and do things to diminish, diminish what? Trust among the leadership, amen. And cause people to doubt the direction of the church, amen. Meanwhile, the church is working hard, amen. Doing everything it can, amen. To build God's kingdom, amen. amen. To build what? God's kingdom. The local churches, especially this church that we're in, it's all about God's kingdom. Can someone testify to that fact? Amen. Amen. It's not about any individual. Come on, let's get this straight. It's all about the people. Making sure that people are born again. Go out, win. So everything that we do is geared towards building God's kingdom. And then the critic, the silent critic, will be there creating divisions. Diminishing what? Trust among leadership. You know the and all that. Why would you do that? You are immature. Amen. You are not fully developed. Hallelujah. You are showing. You are exhibiting less than expected. What degree of maturity? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This is the word for the church of God today. Hallelujah. Amen. This type of person thrives in the shadows. You know they're very sly, very very crafty. They don't do it. They don't make it obvious. Amen. Amen. They thrive in the shadows, causing, causing people to be angry with leaders and perhaps to leave the church altogether. So the silent critic isn't really silent, you know. They're often employing a sharp tongue, dripping with slander and gossip. Wow. In the church, we're talking about the church. We, have, we are not even talking about the unbelievers. That's what the unbelievers, unbelievers they, they have their own issue. Amen. We are talking about the church of God. Amen. The local church of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So the, 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 the silent critic isn't si- really silent. They often employ a sharp tongue, dripping with slander and with gossip. Anyone that speaks evil, anyone that speaks negative, anyone that discourages you and I from serving God, from, from being in God's house, from not committing to God, amen, is a silent critic, amen. Amen. It says what? Their tongue, what? They employ a sharp tongue dripping with slander and gossip. What is slander? What is slander? We throw these words about. What is slander? Ask your neighbor, what is slander? Ask them, do you know what slander is? He says slander is to make false or damaging statements about someone, amen, to damage their reputation, or discredit them. Amen. Or give them a bad name. That's what slander is. We've seen plenty of that. Amen. 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 To make false or damaging statements about someone. Why? To damage their reputation or discredit them or give them a bad name. To smear them. Amen. To slay them. Amen. You know, I, I was, I was, as I was reading and I was looking it up. And he said, uh, a slander is actually a, a crime. Amen. Apparently it's a criminal offense. Amen. I didn't even know that. I'm like, whoa, if I'd known this, perhaps, you know, 
We could have taken a few people to court. Amen. And may, they said, apparently, it's a, it's a crime. You can file what they call a deformation, uh, what? S- deformation, what? Suit. Yeah. Against them. And then get what they call special damages. Do you know that? It's a crime. Because some of the things you hear people say, they are really, really dangerous stuff. Amen. They are what? Really, really what? Dangerous stuff. Some things that have been said over this church and about our bishop, I'm telling you, damaging stuff. Amen. Criminal stuff. If I know the criminal stuff, that we could have actually taken them to court and sued them for damaging the man of God's reputation. For giving him a bad name. Hallelujah. For giving this church a bad name. Amen. For giving me a bad name. For calling me names. But, I said but. The Bible says, vengeance is the Lord. Amen. The Bible says what? Vengeance is the Lord. Leave it to him. Amen. Let Jehovah do what he will do. Amen. Amen. I didn't know that. It's a crime. I didn't know that. So all these slandering Christians. Amen. Huh? It's a crime. It's a criminal offense. Amen. Amen. So, what are you saying about your church? What are you saying about your ministry? What are you saying about your bishop? What are you saying about your pastors? What are you saying about your ministers? What are you saying about the members of your church? Hallelujah, somebody. What are you allowing others inside and out to say about them? That's the question. So you may not be saying anything, but what are you allowing others to say about your church, your ministry, your pastors, Huh? Your bishop, amen. The members of the church. Remember, the local church is the will of God for every Christian. Let's remember that. So that's slander. Remember we said what? It says, the silent critic employs a sharp tongue dripping with slander and gossip. We've looked at slander. Let's look at gossip. We know we, we, we have a, an idea of what gossip is. But a gossip is a person who, report, who repeats stories about other people. Amen. A gossip is a person who repeats stories about other people. Amen. A gossip is a person who repeats stories about other people. Have you heard? Have you heard? They said. They said. He said. She said. Did you know? Amen. (laughs) A person who repeats stories about other people whether it's casual or unconstrained, amen, amen, conversations or reports about people, amen, typically involving details that are not even confirmed to be true, amen, you see, that is gossip, I mean, you don't even know if what they're saying is true, you just heard it and you run with it, you want to be the first, I said some people, the way some people gossip and the way some people criticize their church, you think there are words being given, you think what? Come on, come on, speak. You know what I'm saying is true. Come on. Yes, as if there are words being given. Amen. You would think so. The level is shocking. Hallelujah. So, typically involving details that are not even confirmed to be true. Amen. And you know why God says we must avoid gossip and all those things? Because gossip can lead to depression. Amen. Amen. We're talking about the church, saints of God. Yesterday we had a session with uh, our sister Evolving Butterflies organized with our noble uh, our pastor here, you know, on the panel. And it was, it was some of the stuff, you know, and even after we're discussing a whole lot of things. Like, you know, in church, we're not talking about outside there. Saints, can we fix it in the church? Can we get our house in order? 
Can we get our house in order? Can we do that? Jesus is coming very, very soon. The things that are happening around the world, it doesn't take, you know, someone with uh, uh, Einstein's IQ to understand that prophecies unfolding right before our eyes. There are things happening even in Europe that we are not aware of. Do you know there's war in Europe? Do you know that Europe is going to be the headquarters of the Antichrist? We're forgetting all those things. So we are just there anyway, anyhow. Let us wake up. Let us what? Wake up and get our house in order. I put something on the, the women's fellowship and then the social, the clip. Please, if you haven't, watch it. Amen. So, gossip can lead to depression. Someone said, well, I just said something. No, you didn't just say something. Gossip, which something that has not been confirmed to be true. Malicious gossip. Amen. Can lead to depression, suicidal thoughts, eating disorders, anxiety, and a host of other issues. These things ought not to be so among the saints. Amen. In the local church. Hallelujah. And the local church is there to teach these things. Amen. The local church is not just to say, I receive, I claim, I become, I am. The local church is there to instruct. Amen. The saints of God into what? Godliness. Amen. Into purity, into holiness. Amen. A subject that seems to be out the window. Amen. Amen. That's what the local church is there for. That's why the local church is the will of God for the saints. Amen. It's in the local church that you get taught these things. Amen. Hallelujah. So gossips can lead to depression. I've been there. Suicidal thoughts. I've been there. One day I'll tell my story. I said something to my pastor yesterday. He was shocked. He didn't know that. I said, there are things I can't say yet. When I can, I will share my, my story. Amen. Amen. Eating disorders, anxiety, a host. And you know what? Gossip can alienate friends. Gossip alienates friends. Amen. Someone was supposed to be your friend. Yes, strained friendships. Amen. Strained relationships. Because they heard you said this about them. And they get told you this thing. And you didn't keep it a secret. And you went blabbing it all over the place. Without even checking with them first. Without what? Checking with them first. For me, that's one of the things I'm like, whoa. So you heard that, you did that, but you didn't come to me. You didn't ask me. You just made up your mind. Because somebody came to you and said, Oh no, oh no, oh no. No, no, no. We ain't, we, ain't, we ain't cool. We ain't cool for that. We ain't cool for that. Hallelujah, somebody. Ruin reputations. Basically, gossip and slander what destroys relationships. Amen. Amen. That is why the Bible wants us to stay far from it. As Christians, we must mature into fully grown adults. Amen. That what? As, as newborn babes, does the, the Bible not say, First Peter 2, say, as newborn babes, what? Desire the sincere milk of the word that you and I will grow thereby. Hallelujah, somebody. And at the center of gossip is a proud, somebody say, it's a proud, arrogant spirit. Amen. At the center of every gossip, a person who gossips, there's a spirit, it's a spirit of pride and arrogance that often gives one a false sense of superiority over others. But they know, I heard, you don't know, I know, you don't know. And that's, that's what makes you feel important. Oh my. Oh my. So at the center of every gossip is a proud, arrogant spirit that often gives one a false sense of superiority over others. It is also a spiteful spirit, amen, which wishes others ill, amen. Why don't you gossip? You wish them ill. 
Like they come in the form and the pretense of, well, I was concerned. Well, if you were concerned, did you go and speak to the person? If you were that concerned, did you go and talk to the person to verify that information, to make sure that what you heard was correct? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. People have heard things about us. This ministry, they've left. I'm like, oh, really? I thought we were cool, but I guess we're not that cool. Your loss. Amen. I said, what? Your loss. I know who I am. Amen. The song we sang. I know who I is. Amen. I know what God has placed in me to offer humanity. Amen. So, your loss. Amen. Amen. A proud, arrogant spirit. Amen. Spiteful spirit that wishes others what ill. It's also malice. You know when they say someone is malicious, the person has an intent to harm somebody. Know these things. When someone is malicious, it means what? They have an intention to harm somebody. You can tell when people start talking and saying things, where they are going. And they go and go and they say all kinds, all manner of stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. Malice is the major culprit behind gossip, backbiting, and slander. Did someone hear that? Write that down boldly. Malice is what? The major culprit. The bad boy, amen. Behind gossip, backbiting, and slander. Remember, malice is the intent to what? Cause harm, to harm somebody. Amen. You know, uh, 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 Colossians 3.8 says, But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Amen. 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 I'll read the scripture in a minute. Let me finish this. A silent critic offers no public voice for people to hear constructive criticism. Why don't you create a forum for people to be able to, you know, give constructive criticism? The church is not perfect because you are in the church and you is not perfect. Amen. The church is not perfect because I am in the church and I is not perfect. Amen. Amen. The Lord is working on us daily. Amen. Somebody shout a living amen. Somebody shout a living amen. So why do we, can we not create a platform where if there's something we can speak constructively, amen, and not what? Destructively, amen. You know that some people, you speak to them, you hear something, it's like, oh really, well, have you spoken to, have you, have you spoken to mama? Did you speak to minister? Did you speak to, that is constructive, amen. Not the person that you tell and they say, huh, I told you, didn't I? I've always known. It was only a matter of time. Sooner or later, you come to realize it. Is that so? <laughs> You're sowing seeds that you reap big time. Amen. Amen. So the, 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 the silent criticism is no public voice for people to hear constructive criticism. You are telling them, no, no, no. This person is not a bad person. I'm sure there's a reason why they are this way. They say, no, 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 no. And uh, we, we, the, the scripture that I was going to read was Colossians 3.8. The NIV says, But now you must also read yourselves of all such things as these. Anger. Somebody say, say, I must read myself. Or I must get rid of such things as these. Anger. Rage. You know what rage is? Rage is a violent, what? Uncontrollable, what? Best of anger. Rage. You know? Just there, no, on someone, but you just go into one. Someone said, oh, but what was said, it didn't demand that kind of reaction. That's rage. Tell, t- say to yourself, I must get rid of 
such things as this. Anger, rage, malice. Remember malice, intent to harm other people. Slander, say slander. And filthy language from your lips. Amen. That's what the Bible says. It says that we must what? Get rid of. You must get rid of. I must get rid of. Myself. Yourself. Nobody can do it for you. Amen. Amen. You must make an effort. You must get rid of it. Amen. Anger. Rage. Slander. Malice. Filthy language from your lips. Some languages. Kayaba. Kayando. Kayanda. Hey. Kayanda. Bazanda. I speak in tongues and in the Holy Ghost. And my spirit cries Adonai. Amen. Elohim Adonai. Amen. Because if I don't speak in tongues sometimes, the language that I will speak will not be crying Elohim Adonai. Amen. Ayayaya. Elohim Adonai. Yeah. Filthy language. You hear some language. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I know you're upset. I know you're offended. But the Bible says, let no corrupt communication come from your mouth. Are we hearing? Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> okay. And the New King James says, But now you yourselves, amen, you yourselves, all this putting responsibility on other people needs to cease in Jesus' name. You yourselves, what, are to put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouths. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. <laughs> the Bible says, Beware of such people. The agenda is unbiblical. Amen. I don't care how man to speak in tongues or pray or give or whatever. The Bible says, Be aware of such people. Amen. Because the agenda is what? Unbiblical. Amen. It's unscriptural. Amen. Proverbs 10 11 says, Anyone who spreads gossip is a fool. Amen. You know when you say someone is a fool, we get all upset and all uptight. Amen. Black folk, we don't like these words. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But a fool is simply a person who lacks judgment or sense. That's who a fool is. Someone who lacks judgment. Good judgment for that matter. Or sense. Amen. Anyone who spreads gossip is a fool. Whoever conceals hatred is a deceitful liar. Amen. Whoever spreads slander is a fool. Hallelujah. That is not my story. Say amen. Say that is not my story. Amen. That is not my story. Shout amen. The silent critic. So that's number one. Number two. The people who hinder the church. Then number two is the nominal attendee. The nominal what? The what? Let's shout it out nice and loud. The nominal attendee. Amen. Okay, I'm the one here shouting and talking. Just respond. Amen. Do what? Respond. If you see someone sleeping, pinch them. Amen. Okay, let's get the water guns out. I think the water guns will do good. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll keep us cool as well. You don't know about the water guns. We'll tell you about it later. Amen. <laughs> fire! You're just there. Oh, yes, fire! And then you see people doing this, this, this. Uh, they are dozing. Amen. And then the, 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 the security people are there with the, 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 the water gun. And then as soon as you And then you see people waking up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So stay awake. Say what? Amen. So the nominal attendee. The church often has immature Christians who hang out around the peripheral. You know the peripheral. Without engaging in meaningful membership. 
They hang around what the peripheral. That's on the edge, on the borderline. Amen. They don't get in too deep. Amen. You know, the one who is constantly around the outer edges of the church, but not regularly engaging into the life of the church, that is a nominal attendee. Amen. The one who is constantly around the outer edges of the church, but not really engaging in the life, into the life of the church, is a nominal attendee. Such a person may claim to be a Christian. Now, this is dangerous. Such a person may claim to be what? A Christian. But they place little effort into the attendance. Amen. When God says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is. Amen. They go from strength to strength. That word appears in Zion. Many, many, many scriptures. Amen. Many, many, many words. Scriptures about church attendance. Amen. And yet, these people, nominal attendees, claim to be Christians, but they place little effort into the attendance. Church attendance is important. Amen. Is what? Important. Into their attendance, into their service. Remember, we are talking about service has no what? Expire. Serving God has what? No expiry date. Serving God has what? No expiry date. But a nominal Christian will, will, um, uh, will not put much effort into church attendance. Their service of God, perhaps their service has expired. Amen. The date of their service has expired. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Perhaps their service had an expiry date. Amen, somebody. Are we speaking in the house? Are we speaking online? Give the Lord a shout and a clap, somebody. You are too quiet for me. I know your heart. I know your heart. Okay, but stay with me. Amen. I'm hotter than you because I'm actually, you know, standing here talking when I should be sitting down quietly keeping cool. Amen. Amen. So they place little effort in the attendance, service of God, their worship. And will place other things above the church life. Such a person seems interested. This word, you know, this guy, I love him, Dr. Josh. God bless you. He says, such a person seems, seems, appears to be. You know when someone says, seems like, appears to be. So such a person appears to be what? Interested in the things of God and the life of the church during seasons. They have seasons. Eh? You know, winter, spring, summer, and autumn. Yes, those are seasons. Amen. So these people seem interested in the things of God and the life of the church during seasons, when there are things happening. Amen. And then they cool off. After the seasons, they cool off. Often the nominal attendee never pursues true membership. Amen. They never what, pursue what? True membership. This is what Josh Harris writes. He makes a clear point in his book, his book, which says, stop dating the church. This guy has written a book. If you can get it, get it. George Harris. He says, stop dating the church. That's the title of the book. You get the book. You will be shocked. You will be shocked at the things in there. You read it and think, ah, okay. Oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. He says what? Stop dating the church. I'm not going to say any more about that. Go get the book, Josh Harris. Josh Harris. And this is what he writes. He says, the church community is where. This is why church is important. Church attendance is important. Why worship is important. Amen. Why service is important. Amen, somebody. The church community is where we learn to love God. Amen. It's in the church. Amen. The local church. That's where we learn to love God. Amen. And to love others. Hallelujah. To love God and to love others. Amen. So when we are teaching these things, it's about loving God and loving others. It's about loving God and loving others. Amen. 
You see, self hasn't come in there at all. It's not about self. Amen. So, the church community, the local church, is where we learn to love God and love others, where we are strengthened, where we are transformed by truth from the Word, where we are taught to pray, where we are taught to worship, where we are taught to serve. Amen, somebody. Where we can be most, where we can be most certain that we are investing our time and our abilities for eternity. Amen. Amen. This is George Harris. He says the church community or the local church is where we learn to love God. Tell your neighbor the local community. The church community. Sorry. Say the church community is where we learn to love God and others. Where we are strengthened. Where we are transformed by truth from the word. Where we are taught to pray. Oh, I can't hear you. Where we are taught to pray. Are we not taught to pray? Amen. Amen. To worship. Say, to worship. And to serve. Where we can be most certain. Say, where we can be most certain. That we are investing our time. And our abilities. For eternity. Everything else is, everything else fades. Look at what is happening around the world. People's jobs, losing jobs, left, right, left, right and center. Even the prime ministerial job is not secure. Amen. Amen. Today, no, by afternoon he was gone. And he's still trying to hang on. Like it's an inheritance, you know. Amen. But when we are in the local church, the church community where we are, where we are, where we learn to love God, learn to love others, where we are strengthened, where we are transformed by truth from the word, where we are taught to pray, to worship, to serve. This is the one place that you can be certain, hallelujah church, that you are investing your time and your abilities for eternity. It will be accounted into, unto you, amen, and to your children, your children's children, for eternity, amen. Give, this is a good place to shout amen and give the Lord a clap and a shout. That means when we are gone, if we do, we get it right, our names will live on. Through our service, through our worship, through our love for others, through our children. Amen. The only certainty. Amen. Nothing else is certain. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, let me continue what he says. He says, where we can grow in our roles as friends. That's what church is about. It's about growing in our roles as friends. No friends to dead enemies tomorrow. It makes no sense. The church is there to teach us. Amen. Where we can what, grow in our roles as friends, as sons, as daughters, husbands, wives. Amen. Fathers, mothers. Amen. The church, George Harris concludes, he says, the church is earth's single best place. The church is what? Earth's single what? Best place. God's specially designed place. To start over. To grow and to change for the glory of God. Amen, somebody. That is what the church is there for. Amen. The church is earth's single best place. Hallelujah. God's specially designed place to what? Start over, to grow and to change for the glory of God. Shout a living amen. Shout a living amen. So you see why the church is important. Why the local church is important. It's about service. Amen. Loving God. Loving others. So while the nominal attendee, remember we're talking about the nominal attendee. So while the nominal attendee claims to believe the gospel, again, claims 
They claim to. But do they really? So while the nominal attendee claims to believe the gospel, they show little desire to go any further by engaging in meaningful church membership and embracing a church covenant with a group of fellow believers. The danger with such a position is that it diminishes the meaning of church membership. Amen. It makes it seem, the nominal attendee makes it seem like church membership is not important. You can go and come as you wish, whatever you do, whatever you want, basically. And it's not important. That is the danger with such a person. Amen. The danger with such a position is that it diminishes the meaning of church membership. When Christ himself said that we should belong to the church. We need to go back to Academy 101, sir. Amen. Why church membership and all them things. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Diminishes the meaning of church membership. And it keeps the person from serving God. Remember, we are talking about serving God has no expiry date. So such a person, such an attitude keeps the nominal Christian from what? Serving God and endangers their soul. Amen. So do you see the danger? They may not care. They may say, well, I don't care. I will do whatever. I will come out. Whatever. That's, that's the attitude of the nominal. They will do whatever they want to do. But they do not understand that they are endangering their own soul. Amen. And in, and in most cases, are not true Christians at all. Oh, come on. When I read this, I jumped out. I said what? I jumped up. Amen. Uh, as the English would say, out of my skin. Amen. And then went back in. Hallelujah. Amen. They profess to be Christians, but they say all these things that in, they have fooled themselves. Amen. To think that they are true Christians because the Bible is specific about who a true Christian is. Anything outside that is man-made. Amen. Amen. So such a nominal Christian doesn't serve God and they endanger their soul. Hey, your soul is what will make heaven. This body that we are so concerned about. Huh? I said this body that we are so concerned about in feeding, in clothing, in exercise, in what have you, in pleasures, this body will go to the ground. It is our spirit man. Amen. It is our what? Spirit man that will make heaven. Amen. Amen. Who should be more concerned about our spirit man? Being Christians, amen. Being genuine Christians, hallelujah. Remember the warning of James 2.19. James 2.19 says, it says, you believe that God is God, or God is one. That is good. You do well. But he says, even the demons believe, and they tremble. They shudder. So believing God is no biggie. Even the demons believe that God is God. But they tremble. They shudder. They are afraid. They are frightened. And yet, a person who claims to be a Christian, amen, is not even a Christian and is not bothered at all. That is an error. That is an error. Remember Matthew uh, seven twenty one to 23? He says, you know, this is the worst, the, the, the worst warning is from Christ. Amen. This is Christ himself, the savior of the world. The one who loves and loves and loves. Amen. It's all about love. This is the worst warning that he says in Matthew seven twenty-one to 23. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. This is scary. I'm like, all these years, I've been a Christian for so long. You know? And then after having done all this, as Paul says, to be a castaway. No, no. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Amen. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, would enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will. See, 
The one who does Do you know the will of God the Father for your life? That's the question It's not for us to, to come and go and do what we want There's a purpose, there's a plan for why he saved us, amen, to serve him. He said, those who will serve me, those who will obey me, those who will serve me, they will eat the good of the land, amen. There's a plan, there's a purpose. He says, not everyone, eh? he says, Lord, Lord, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will, somebody shout, the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And then this is what he goes on to say. He says, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Ha, prophecy will cease. Hallelujah, somebody. Did we not cast out demons in your name? Hallelujah. And did we not do many mighty works in your name? And then, this is what Jesus says. He says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Ah, not I don't know you. He said, I never knew you. I never knew you. So why you were there busy prophesying? Why you were there busy doing da da da? Why you were there da da da? He didn't even know you then. Give the Lord a shout. Come on somebody. This is some deep truth. Say amen. He said, I never knew you. Amen. That's why he says, depart from me, you workers of, uh, of, of iniquity. He says, another translation says, you workers of lawlessness. Amen. Lawlessness. Hallelujah. So that's the second one. Let's look at the third one quickly. And I want us to pray. Amen. Amen. The church one. Amen. The third, the church one. The third one. Amen. <laughs> the three types of people who hinder the church. Amen. The third one is the church hopper. Okay. The church hopper. Like a gross grasshopper. Amen. The church hopper. Say the church hopper. Amen. It says one of the greatest hindrances to the local church in our day is the church hopper. This individual often engages in meaningful membership from the beginning. But after a period of time, it could be months, it could be years, they decide. Okay? They decide. Did you hear what I just said? They decide. Hello, somebody. Hello. They decide to change churches. Like a shooting star, they appear in the life of the church and then vanish away. Amen. Without any job transfer that moves them out of their community. Without any heresies in the church. You know what heresies are? In the church, if the church is teaching something that is not uh, scriptural or biblical, okay, without heresies, amen, in their churches, amen. So they decide to vanish, amen, without any job transfers that moves them out of their community, out of their city, out of their state. You know, there are many who, who when you go KICC and those churches, there are people who live outside. Manchester, where have you been? But they still come down. Amen. Amen. So it's not even about that. So you move from uh, 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 from I'm speaking my language. You move from which road is this? St. James's to um, uh, to where? Collierswood. Say Collierswood. And, and that is too far. Amen. It says job transfers out of the city, out of the state, out of town. Right? Or departing from a church because the church is, is moved away from teaching 
the gospel. They're teaching something outside the gospel. Those are the only times that the Bible says people should move from church. Are we all here? Are we in the house? Are we online? Amen. The church hopper. Amen. These are the only times. Amen. Amen. So, they transfer, uh, without any job transfer, they move out of their community, out of the church, without uh, any heresy within their church that they need to separate from after engaging in church uh, uh, discipline efforts to bring about correction. They don't do none of that. If there's something going on, try and deal with it. Try and sort it out. And then if it doesn't, there's no joy or no resolve, then you're free to go. Amen. But if you haven't done any of those things, you're wrong for that. I said, you what? Oh, you can't say it. Remember last week we said drifting. Well, we can't tell people when they are wrong. I don't know why. We don't want to seem like the bad person. Eh? Or we don't want to be, just say like we are so religious. Be, be, be Christian, not religious. Be a Christian. Let your yes be your yes. Let your no be your no. Let people know where you stand so they don't bring rubbish down your lane. Amen. They don't bring that rubbish talk, gossip, slander, backbiting. They don't bring it to your doorstep because they know where you stand. Your yes is your yes. Your no is your no. Amen. So these are the reasons, you know, uh, they simply show uh, uh, missing in action. You know missing in action? Is that a Chuck Norris movie or some movie? I love action movies, by the way. Amen. Missing in action. You, are, you expect to see them there. They are missing. Without a word, without any word to the leaders of the church. Remember who this is by Josh. Boys, Remember? He's, he's, and I'm learning and I'm, I'm reading and I'm adding and God is, is opening my eyes to so many things. Amen. And it's the word. Amen. It's the word. Amen. So reasons for leaving a church when you transfer to another city or the church departs from the, the, the gospel. Amen. Or when God clearly speaks. Amen. To the leadership and says this one is time for them to go. It's time for them to start this. I have something for them to do outside. And God will make it clear to the leadership because God is not an author of confusion. Amen. He's not going to bypass leadership. Have we not taught this many times? God is not an author of confusion. He's not going to bypass leadership and speak to somebody in the church. Amen. Without having gone through the leadership first. Amen. Can we understand that? No one is more spiritual. You can't be more spiritual than your, your head. Come on. It's your head who has taught you the things you know. And yes, you can know more. But no servant is greater than the master. Look at Jesus. The things that Jesus did. He said, greater than these will you do. Does that make us greater than Jesus? Come on. Tell somebody, come on. So nowhere in the Bible is offense listed as a reason to leave a God-appointed church. Amen. Amen. Get that in the right. Borrowing uh, uh, from faith, you see. Get that in your right. Is that... Is that Gather in your right. Gather in the right. One of your songs is, is somewhere in my head. Amen. Amen. Alright, let's wrap this up quickly. Amen. Okay. It's in the word. Go and read. If you see, come and tell me. Me, I'm open to correction. Okay, where it says, when you're, it said, offenses will come, right? I warn to them through whom offenses come. Amen. So people who cause offense, that's their place. Amen. That's why I relax in God. Amen. 
People who cause offense, I leave them. God will deal with them. Amen. And then it says when you're offended, there are ways that you should deal with the offense. Hallelujah. So that you do not disturb. You do not trouble the house of God. Amen. You do not trouble the local church, which is God's will. Amen. Which is God's plan. Which is God's house. Amen. Amen. So let's, let's, let's do the right things. Let's do the right things. If someone does the wrong thing, tell them they are wrong. Go and fix it. Tell them to do what? Go and fix it. Go and do the right thing. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just teaching. Praise God. I said what? I'm just teaching. Amen. You know, the things in the Bible were put in the Bible for our correction. Amen. They didn't, you know, the Bible didn't hide David's adultery. He put it there, black, black, white there for everyone to see. Something's ways. All there. You know, uh, uh, Delilah's ways, Rahab's way. You know, all of it was there. Amen. Why? So we will learn from it. So that we what? Learn from it. So when things happen, we're supposed to use them as what? Examples so that we learn from it. Amen. It's not uh, talking about somebody or, 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 or something like that. Let's stop. Amen. Let's what? Let's be mature. Amen. 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 So what did we say about the church hopper again? The church hopper often uses a spiritual language. In their decision to leave one church for another one across town. Amen. They often claim that God is leading them. You see the spiritual jargons that some church hoppers use? They say, uh, um, God is leading them. You know, God is time. God has spoken. God has said. Amen. Which God? Which God? Which God spoke? Your feelings and your emotions spoke. Because when God speaks, it's clear. And it's clear for all to see that God has said. But the moment there's unrest mm, in the heart, you know that. Go and find the God that spoke. Because it's in Jehovah. Amen. Remember, it's not a God of confusion. Amen. So they often claim God is leaving them. They believe it's time for them to move on to, from this church to that church. They claim they have no problems in their present church. You ask them, why? What's happened? Did something happen? Speak. Let's see. Let's deal with it. They claim there's no problem. Then when they leave, that's when you hear all the stories. Amen. That's when you hear what? All the stories. Amen. You're wrong. People are wrong for that. People are what? Wrong for that. God's church. God's house. You are destroying God's church. You are destroying God's house. And you're wondering how your house will not be destroyed. Can you not connect the dots? That you are sowing seeds that will come back at you. The Bible says whatsoever you sow, that is what you will reap. Understand scripture. You can pray more than Jesus beat his record, Moses fast, all that. But principle, scripture cannot be broken. Let's get that in the right. Amen. Cannot be broken. Don't trouble God's house. Mind your own business in God's house. Work on your own salvation with fear and trembling. Just come. Find out the will of God for your life. Your, his plan. Come and just serve God. And stop all this person, this, that, that. It's too much. It's too much. And I'm speaking to the body of Christ worldwide. I'm not saying any his house of Judah thing, nothing. I'm just speaking as the Spirit of the Lord is directing me to speak to the body of Christ. To the local church. Amen. To the church universal. Let him that has on here hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Amen. Amen. Don't come use no spiritual jargons. Amen. They can they have no problems. With that present church, but they simply believe they need to leave, be across somewhere else. 
presently based on a feeling. Eh? Based on a feeling. You leave your job based on a feeling. Your job that it, you, you, you tire before you got a job. Would you just get up one day, I feel this way. Even the day you don't feel like going, you still go. <laughs> you still go. You don't feel like. You don't base your job, you know, on your feelings. Let alone your spiritual life. Let alone what? Which is, is number one? Amen, somebody. Based on a feeling they experience. You know feelings come and feelings go. You feel like this today, tomorrow you feel like that. Next day you feel like this, next time you feel like that. Feelings are shallow, amen. Feelings don't last, amen. Amen. So never base any decision on your feeling. I feel, I don't feel, I feel they don't, I feel they don't, I feel. Can you, can you stop with the I and me, myself and I? It's all about you. Where is God? The minute I and I and I and nobody and I, all right, okay, all right, I hear you, but where is God in all this? What does God say about all these things? Correct people, tell people. What does the Bible say? Or do you not know what the Bible says yourself? Correct people, amen. Amen. Often such decisions are, are made without seeking the leadership counsel of the pastors or the shepherds who have been given charge to watch over the souls of God's flock, amen. Amen. And approaching the decisions through prayer and scriptures. Many people make these decisions based on their feelings. Emotions. They don't speak to the, the pastors. They don't speak to the ministers. They don't speak to the leadership. You know, and say, listen, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling, you know. Can someone just pray with me? I'm not sure what's going on with me. Pray with me. Help me. Counsel me. You know. And then let's pray together. And let's hear what God is saying. It could be based on your feelings. Your emotions. No, they don't do that. Hallelujah. Okay? Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they tell you. Tell somebody, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say to you. Their work. This is the work. It's the most difficult work. If I had my own way, I would not. I've said it so many times. This is a difficult task to do. Amen. And we do it because the Lord says we must do it. Amen. That's the only reason why. Seriously, who wants all this grief and aggro? But it's worth, it's worth it. Amen. Jesus went to the cross. Amen. And he's not asking me to go to no cross. Amen. Amen. And he said his grace is sufficient for me. Amen. He knows I won't go to the no cross. He says, please take out your cross anyway. I guess I've, I've, endured, I've endured my share of what is a cross. Amen. 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 <laughs> Okay, so obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work, our work is to watch over your souls. Amen. This is why you see us here day in day and we're talking plenty, talking sir. It is our work, it is our job. Do you not take your work seriously? Do you not take your job seriously? We take our work seriously. This is our work. Amen. Their work is to watch over your souls. Amen. And we are accountable to God. Hallelujah. We are accountable to what? God. Not man. Amen. That's why I stand. I can stand and I teach and I preach and I just give it my all. Amen. I do not compromise the word of truth. Amen. Because I am accountable to God. Amen. He will ask me when I told you to teach that thing. Were you pampering them? Were you rubbing their backs? Or did you tell them the truth? Amen. Did you tell them the truth in love? Amen. 
And it goes on to say, Hebrews 13, 17 says, and give them reasons to do this job with joy. Give us reasons. Okay? That's your responsibility. Give us reasons. It's our job. It's our work. Just like your workplace that you are working. Give your employees reason why they should keep you. Give us reasons, amen, to do this work with joy, not with sorrow, because that will certainly not be for your benefit. Amen. Did you see that? If we don't do this job with joy, it's certainly not to your benefit. That's what scripture says. Amen. Another version of the church hopper. Remember on the third one, the church hopper. Another version of the church hopper is the church shopper. You know the church shopper? You know shopping? This is the online shopping has come on. Uh-huh. You know, it was, it was big before, but now it's bigger or it's biggest. So another version of the church hopper is the church shopper. Just as the name is. Amen. These immature Christians often hop from church to church more frequently. And it's often like a consumer who is shopping for something that another church could offer them. Or their family. Or their children. Especially their children. You know, people who go, they they don't have this in our church. Well, create it. If they don't have this, create it. They don't have that in our church. Create it. Well, what do you think you're there for? To sit there and look cute. Create it. They don't have this for that. They don't have... Listen, my job, my work is prayer and the word. Hello? That's what I said. We need to get back to basics. That is my job. That is our bishop's job. Right? And we are to train you to do the work of the ministry. And you've been trained. Do the work of the ministry. Bishop says it all the time. I mean, I always say the house of Judas is a church that people are given opportunities. But people just don't even take it. They don't have this for the children. Create one. Because I, I, I can't do it all. Eh? Bishop cannot do it all. Many, uh, uh, pastors cannot do it all. Ministers cannot do it all. When you have one or two people who are constantly working, doing, trying to do everything, then now you want them to add this to it. And you see them moan and complain. Am I speaking to somebody? Amen. All you are there. Create it. Do what? Create that department. That's what you are there for. And when someone creates it, don't come and trouble it too. Eh. They've created a department. They're trying their best. And then you come with your, 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 your nominal self. Amen. And your hopping self. Amen. Immature self. And try and destroy what someone is so, you know, hard trying to build, trying to do. God is watching you. Yo, yo. That's all I'm saying. Amen. Okay, so is that they're shopping for something that another church could offer them, or their family, especially their children, or maybe it's the music. Hallelujah. Amen. Kara, let me hear. Let me hear something. Say amen. It could be the music. Amen. <laughs> amen. Or perhaps it's the youth group, or the other, that the other church has this youth group that is is thriving and all that. You teach your children. It's your responsibility. Eh? Does the Bible not say you train your children? It didn't say church, train your children. It says you, parent, you train your children. In the fear and admonition of the Lord. It's your job. Don't toss it to somebody else. Amen? Don't toss it to the schools. Don't toss it to the church. Don't toss it to anybody else. It's your job. Train them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That when they grow, they will not depart from it. Even if they sway to the left or right, they will come back because you gave them the right foundation. Amen. Through the word and through your own practice. 
through the word and through your own practice, children learn better when they see you do what it is you are telling them. Don't tell them one thing and do the other. It does not work. Let them see that what you are saying is what you are doing. Amen. 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 You see, but the church hopper is attracted to something else in another church. And they move on. I mean, it's the word. I have the word. That's all I need. What more do I need? You have the word. The word is able to save our souls. That's what the, 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 the Bible says. The word of God is what you need to save your soul. To save our soul. Which is made up of our mind, our will, our emotions. Which are all over the place. It's the word that is able to transform. The problem is that we don't take the word. Amen. We toss it to somebody else to do it for us. And so when we don't see results, we become offended. Amen. But it's nobody's responsibility, but your responsibility to take the word of God and do the word of God to see the desired results. Amen. That's a mature Christian. I've been blamed for so many things. I sit back, I'm like, hey, Charlie, I didn't even know. I was not even aware. Someone went as far to blame me for their, their, their marriage breakdown. I'm like, ah. How? Me, I've been married how many years? I've stopped counting, oh. Hey, our wedding anniversary is coming up, oh. It's 30 what? I've forgotten. How old are you? It's 30. Oh, so it's 35. <laughs> See, I forgot. I forgot. I stopped counting at 20. Amen. <laughs> you know? And you know, you know the battles I've had to fight in my marriage, to maintain my marriage, because I'm determined to stay married. Because I determined to stay married. Because I came from a broken home. Do you understand? I came from a broken home where most marriages did not last. They, they told me when I was getting married, you go and come here. We'll leave a room for you. So when you hear things like this, you don't sit down and play and think you are cute. I know I'm cute, but I'm not all that cute. There are others who are cuter than me. And they may not be as cute as me, but they may be... I didn't say the word there. Some Delilahs there, amen. Some Jezebels there, amen. You know, something was, was attracted to the, um, the Philistine women. Go read about the Philistine women. Read. When you read something, be curious. Find out. The difference between the Philistine women and then the, 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 the women in, in, of Israel. Amen. They were cute, alright. But read about the Philistine women. They knew how to seduce. They, they had a game going. Wah, wah. <laughs> alright. So it's not about that. I have determined to stay married. God hates divorce. And I know what I went through. So I said I would never put my children through that. It's been a battle from day one. And I still battle. And I see some stuff that's been hurt. There's been, there's been all manner of stuff. But I am determined to keep my marriage. Because it ain't easy anywhere else. You can leave. But where you go, you best go put in the same work. So if you are in one, why not take the word and make it work for you? Amen. Yeah, give the Lord a shout and a clap. Make it work. For marriage is perfect. Remember, the institution of marriage is God's idea. And God's idea is a good idea. But the people in the marriage is, are not what? Perfect. So we need to go back to the manufacturer. Amen. To make it work. And it takes both. Amen. Not just one. Amen. So the church hopper is attracted to something else in another church. They move from one church to another. And they go there and then they realize that I need to put in some. Oh, it's not that easy. Oh, it's not that rosy. I thought when I just go, I just sit there and everything will fall on my lap. I know people, they move from here. They went there. And I said, but why? You should have stayed in your church. Go back to your church. But pride will not allow them to. What can I say? Amen. 
Amen. So they move from one church to another without considering. See, people don't consider the impact, right? Such decisions will have on the church as a whole and then relationships within the church. Because in the church, that's why, remember, we build relationships. In the church. All this moving, this and all that. We don't consider how this will affect some of the, the, the relationships that we have. People have just disappeared and I've just, you know, my, my heart has just been broken. People have said things. And, um, and my, I've just, it's just, it's, it's, it's shocking. I said, one day, one day, I'll tell my story. You all see me looking so fine and so gorgeous. To God be the glory. Amen. Because of the word. But you have no idea the journey I've been through. Where I've been. But for Jehovah, one day I'll tell you all. Or by the same people that you were there for from the beginning. The same people that you gave of your everything to. Charlie. Just serve, love God and love people and stop all this nonsense. I said it. Nonsense is nonsense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Amen. People don't consider the impact. Some of you, people just left, just like that. You had amazing relationships with people. You know, so does that mean anyone you want? And see what I'm saying? It just destroys. So when someone, you're not sure about, you know, okay, so pardon me, I spoke to one of my sisters. I said, well, you know, you will understand if I have uh, uh, trust issues, right? You will understand if I have trust issues, right? Yeah. Because of this, because of that, because of that. So if I have trust issues, I'm working on it, amen. I said, I'm working on it, amen. But you will understand if I have trust issues. You say, you love me, and I look at you, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise God. You know, yeah, I'll be there. I said, hallelujah, praise God. You, you'll understand. But I'm working on it, but I'm still at post. I said, what? I'm still at post. I said, I'm still at what? Post. Because I know the work, isn't it? It's about the work. God, God said, do the work, the work of the ministry. It's not about offense. I can tell you the number of things that has offended me. But I'm still at post. Hallelujah. People don't think, you know, decisions will have on, on, you know, people do something and they still expect that relationships will still be the same. I, I don't like it at all. When people don't do the right thing, you know, and then they leave you scrambling, trying to fix things, trying to, to work things. Why? Why is, why is it my responsibility to fix things? Why did you just do the right thing in the first place? Amen. Based on your feelings. Okay, I'm teaching. I'm teaching some truths here, amen. I'm teaching some truths here. Let's hear, oh, please. Let's hearken. Not just hear. Let's hearken. Hearken is to hear and to do. To hearken is to hear and to do. Amen. We destroy relationships within the church. Because I feel, I felt, I feel, I felt. I spoke guy again, didn't I? <laughs> when I get there, I speak my language. Amen. Okay, so the danger, let's look at this now and then we are done. The danger of such practices is that it diminishes the high view of church membership. This, these things have made church membership of non-effect. Like it doesn't matter. But it matters to God, amen. And what matters to God must matter to you, amen. Tell people, don't do that. You are destroying God's, you know, God's work, amen. Did he not say, go to the highway, byway, bring them, that my house will be filled, Amen. Amen. 
So the danger of such practice is that it diminishes a high view of church membership. People have a very low view of church membership. They think it's not necessary. They think it's not important. And often creates division or confusion in local churches. Amen. Okay? I've been confused many times. I'm not even sure whether I'm going or coming. Or what I'm doing or with who or with what. You hear that? It creates confusion. You don't know. Whether you are going or coming, the people are they there? Are they not there? Are they there? Who is there? Who is not there? Well, what, 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 what exactly are we doing? Amen. Can we talk? Can we? This we are, we are, we are, we are talking here. Amen. It creates, and I'm so glad this is not me. This is, this is, these are not all my notes. Amen. I'm just learning. Amen. I'm just sharing what the man of God said. Amen. Amen. It often creates division. People are divided because they are not sure of this person, that person, the great cliques, that one. Maybe this one has left, so this one will join them. You know, confusion. Oh, that one has gone. Hmm, they were friends, so I'm sure they too will join. So you hold back. You, you know what I'm saying? These are the things. We are not sure. There's confusion. That ought not to be so. I said that ought not to be so. Amen. This is the house of God. That there should be peace. Amen. There should be love. There should be unity. Because that's where God pours out His blessings. Amen. Go ahead, go ahead. Shout, make some noise. Amen. It often creates divisions, confusions in the local church as people simply walk out the door for another church. This often damages relationships. Amen. And leaves the leadership clueless as to how to properly shepherd people who approach membership with this mindset. How do you shepherd a people like that? They won't be there. They, will come. they won't come. Uh, this program. They, 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 what, what, what is the leadership supposed to do? We are answerable to God. Though. So Paul referred to the church as a family. So the church is a family. I know in our families we ain't all that good. Sometimes we have this dysfunctional family. Amen. Amen. But that is not God's idea of, of, of the family. Amen. Family is still family anyway. Amen. Dysfunctional or not, family is still what? Family. So Paul referred to the church as a family in First Timothy 2, 5 and 2. You can write that down. And he referenced the church as a body in First Corinthians 12. Amen. And then the church is also described as an assembly. Amen. Hebrews 10.25, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's the church. So that's what the church is. The church is a family. The church is the body of Christ. The church is an assembling of ourselves together. Amen. Peter calls the church a flock in 1 Peter 5.2. Amen. He says we should feed the flock, feed the sheep. Amen. And then Paul refers to the church as a building. 1 Corinthians 3.9. He says, for we are, say this with me, we are co-workers laborers together with God in service to God and tell your neighbor you are God's field you are God's building that's what we are, amen we are building, amen so when you consider such imagery that these are the things that we are we are what? a family, we are a body okay, we are an assembling we are an assembly, we are a flock we are the building when we consider this imagery, it should be clear that body parts down just, uh, uh, it, it should be, uh, let me just make sure I get that right. It should be clear that, you know, these body parts, all, they all play a part. All these body parts what, play a part. Amen. 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 So we shouldn't casually change bodies. You don't casually change bodies. 
You get up today and say, I don't like this body. Let me just change it. Put something. No. We don't casually change bodies. Amen. Flocks stick together. Amen. Have you seen a flock of sheep? Uh, um, had a flock of uh, the birds. They stick together, right? You watch these nature programs. Flocks stick together. That's where their strength is. Right? Heads stick together. That's where their strength is. The moment one moves aside, that's where they become prey to the enemy. And that's what the devil does. He isolates people and then he gets them. Because when you're going through all these feelings, emotions, and da-da-da, you don't speak to the right people, the devil isolates you. And before you know, you've been taken. That is not your story. Amen. So flocks must stick together. Families strive to stick together. Avoid uh, separation. The church must stick together and be united. Amen. Building blocks. Can you imagine building blocks? My grandson loves his building blocks. Amen. Always building things, putting things together, doing stuff together. Amen. So building blocks must stick together with a building or else it will crumble to the ground. Amen. Look around. The church is crumbling. Is what? Crumbling. Building blocks. Moving itself. This one is moving itself. That one is moving itself. Amen. So we must, when we approach, so we must approach our church membership with this, with a different mindset. Amen. We can't approach it with a church hopping mindset. There must be a perseverance and dedication or dedicated approach to our membership. Amen. And when we see this, ours is to pray for one another, encourage one another. Amen. When we identify this, we must pray for one another. Identify, ask, talk to people. But make sure you are strong before they poison you. I've seen it many times. Trying to, you know, encourage somebody. Before you know, they've dragged you into their, their, their madness. Eh? Pray for them. Speak to them. Talk to leadership. You know, and, and, and let's... Amen. Let's build God's house. Amen. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a shout and a clap? Amen.